weekly movie podcast for Knives Out. My name is Tom Chick, and I brought along Christian Murkowski. Uh, I am me. And with a Knives Out tagline, maybe two, maybe three of them, Kelly Wand. Brian Johnson's funniest since Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Wand, is there one that won't offend Dingus? Dingus sure hated that. Um, I thought Drogon burned that thing. Okay. I'm not surprised by that reaction. <laughs> listen to Dingus's sexy cough. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, listen. That's good. Is there one that people will understand? Finally, a movie where Anna de Armas makes me want to sleep with her. <laughs> that piece of shit. <laughs> what she got? Kelly Wand, is Knives Out a threefer or a fourfer? Finally, a movie where Daniel Craig has an accent and figures out stuff. I say, I say. James Bond's like a detective. He solves mysteries <laughs> involving terrorist organizations. There's a complication with paperwork. He well, hey, now you're spoiling camp. the events. Of, now, this spoilers for Knives Out. Ugh. That's also a spoiler for Episode Nine, but I didn't want to tell you. Dingus, why don't you tell the listeners what movie we're talking about before we spoil any more of it? Yeah, what are we talking about? Oh, boy. All right. This week we saw Knives Out, a 2019 American murder mystery comedy drama crime movie about how the best judge of character is a dog. It was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Ugh. It stars yeah. Anna de Armas. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. Oh. All right, Kelly Wand. All right. Save, it. Save a little for Tony Collette. Save a little for Eli Roth's girlfriend. Uh, and Christopher Plummer. Don't forget. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fuck. <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield. Catherine Langford. Tony Collette. Michael Shannon. Don Johnson. Noah Segan. Edie Patterson. And Kay Callen. Knives Out is rated PG-13. For thematic elements, including brief violence... Some strong language, sexual references, and drug material. Hmm. What? I mean, yeah, the stash. I remember that. Right. Well, psychology. Yeah. To you, that's just Tuesday. Knives Out is at ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait. Okay. Yes. Messages for the MPA. Oh, right, right, right. Kelly Wan, are there any other things that people need to know about in terms of what rating this movie has? Multiple improper uses of a baseball and a piano and a Go game board <laughs> and some to Armasing. <laughs> PG-13. Uh, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. On Metacritic, the average rating from various reviews is 82. It opened at number two behind <laughs> uh, Frozen 2. Uh, oh. With $42 million over a five-day weekend. Uh, on CinemaScore, it just got the A- minus that any movie should get. Um, <laughs> that's the world you live in. <laughs> that's that's the world that's... that's great for mo- all movies. That's what CinemaScore... That's how CinemaScore works, Kelly Wand. A-minus. Yeah. Best. All right. I believe so, Kelly Wand, these whodunits have really complex <laughs> plots. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe you could, like, explain it to me. Or to the listeners who might have been lost watching the movie. Just give them a synopsis of the plot so that we have a better sense of what's going on. You want me to explain Ryan Johnson's brain to you? That would help quite a bit. Uh, okay. I'll do that. Good. But wait, Murder by Death was rated G, wasn't it? And that's got thematic elements. Very thematic. different times, Kelly. Yeah, but that was the 1970s. Different times. We've come like a long way. This yeah. is what you guys say, and I never understand what that means. Like, it's just a different year, man. We're the same race, we're the same species. It means G for G. Is he playing a Chinese character? <laughs> See, he did it again, Peter Sellers. But it's not like he Mickey Rooney did it. All right, Knives Alpsis. <clears throat> a maid wanders through a giant mansion filled with books. The back cover of what has a review blurb by Mr. Glass that says classic thromby. Dingus <laughs> <laughs> might be right. I'm pretty jet lagged when I wrote this. She eventually finds an attic with Christopher Plummer dead in it. 
beside me, Kevin Spacey's all, boo! I mean, yay, he's dead. <laughs> May loses interest in carrying coffee. The next morning, Anna de Armas wakes up in bed. Me and Tom perk up to various places. Uh, She's all, by the way, in this I play a maid named Mata. <laughs> beside me, Superman and Batman both perk up in various places. <laughs> Each to his own. <laughs> See, Tom, I'm the Batman of that. He's the stupid Superman. <laughs> and a Brandon Ralph one, I might add. Marta has a rushed breakfast with a couple family members we'll never see again. Then rides her bike to work while Kenny Loggins sings I'm All Right. I lean over to Tom and Dingus and go, That was a Caddyshack joke. Dingus is all, Slice! I don't know why I like that sound so much. I predict I hear it again soon. Later in Throbbing uh, Mansion. Ms. Lee Curtis, what is your character in this? I'm someone's daughter. No, mom. <laughs> also, I'm married to Don Johnson. <laughs> uh, Mr. Shannon, what was my was Kelly high when he watched your scenes in Premium Rush with uh Hey, now, I don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> Mr. Johnson, are you related to Dwayne? Look, I only told them I'd do Watchmen if my character was based on <laughs> Philip Michael Thomas. <laughs> what? This is Daniel Craig playing the piano. This Colette in Velvet Buzzsaw, a sculpture made out of mirrors, eats your arm, even though the plot's about evil paints. Uh, who is the bus driver? And uh, what research did you do to play uh, Tanya Harding's mom? That was Allison Janney. <laughs> Sorry, that's fucking annoying. I didn't even hear it in the other scenes. Yeah, this is Daniel Craig. Uh, he said he wanted to play a private investigator in this. Uh... Hello, Marta. I'm Daniel Craig. <laughs> Television's James Bond. This black cop character has no more lines in this movie, so I'll be conducting your investigation. Now, I read on your LinkedIn profile here that you throw up every time you tell a lie. Is that true? No. She vomits into a porcelain elephant. The other cops all, oh yeah, I still gotta dust that for Prince. Now, Marta, flashback to everything that happened last night. Notice I said anything, Tom. <laughs> While I ostentatiously flipped this coin. Classic me. As the nickel flips high into the air in slow motion, naked Gosling stands up beside me. This Christmas Eve, I will be at gate 16 of the Chopad Airport in Warsaw to cut a ribbon, commemorating my arrival in Hamburg the following Thursday where there will be no ceremonies of any kind. So if anyone in the Warsaw area has a pair of ducky scissors I can borrow for a few minutes, I can be reached in room 239 of the Warsaw Ramada through tonight or passed out in the hallway on one of the other floors. Please don't kick me awake this time and restrict all liquid splashed on me. And attempts at rousing me to water or Johnny Walker. Also, no flash photography or animation. And once again, I will be signing left boobs that are no older than 34. Mom, thank you all for texting while waiting for me to finish muttering all this. And please enjoy the remaining three hours of this enchanting reboot of Noises Off. Classic Ritter. Wow. Also, the director of this misspelled our first name. So... Please continue to support the smash new Star Trek series on the Disney Channel, the Midichlorian. Eva's new nickname for my uh, penis is Baby Yoda, but uh, not entirely because of the size. It's more the color. Uh. Eventually, the coin lands. Meanwhile, Marta thinks back to the night before. Hey, Marta, let's play Go! Uh, I only play you and Chris Evans. He's really bad at it. Ha ha, I knocked the board over. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, Mr. Thromby Plumber, this never gets old. I can't wait to pick up all these pieces. You always knock over every night. That's cool. Colette knocks and sticks her head in. Is everything all right in here? Get out of here, Colette, you Tom Wams Gams of the Knives Out universe. Colette sighs and leaves. 
Okay, Christopher Plummer, time for your nightly injections. The reason I spend all my waking hours in this house. Oops, I injected you with the wrong thing. Oh, you have eight minutes to live unless I call an ambulance or find a bottle of antidote that I also carry in my purse. Wait, so Chris Evans orchestrated the go board falling over. She spends seven minutes and 59 seconds <laughs> rummaging through lipstick and mascara. Then, okay, it's not here. I guess I'll call 911. Oh, cool. You have a landline in your attic. How convenient. <laughs> For you, I mean. That's all I meant. Plummer hangs up the phone and picks up a knife. Don't worry. I have a better idea. Wait, shouldn't I be feeling morphine symptoms by now? I thought you just... Okay, by the way, dressed as my grandmother and sneak out of the house after parking your car here in the forest. But make sure they don't see your face on the way out and try to walk like Chris Evans. By the way, one of the knives on my Game of Thrones prop is broken. (laughs) Eventually slits his throat. Marta runs off farting, and because she's a good person, systematically covers up all signs of her guilt. The next day, Don Johnson giggles and opens a purple envelope with a heart on it and scans a paper with no writing on it. So he leaves it there uncrumpled. Meanwhile, uh, I'm a minute, Walsh. Uh, yep, it's my voice, Kelly's version of it. My job's <laughs> videotaping cars on this forest road near a rich man's house. Marta, you're a nurse or a maid. Uh, you should hit play on the VCR there instead of me. Well, all these cops. Uh, oops, what's this button? Destroy tape and make com- smoke come out of the machine. Oh, whoops. Oh, no. Uh, well, you didn't hit the button, so it doesn't matter. Damn it, Marta, now you hit it. It's all right, Marta. We'll try to be more careful with the footprints near the house. Later. Damn it, Marta. It's okay, Marty. You feigned deafness for a few moments just now. That happens to all of us. <laughs> Mr. Craig, I really enjoy your accent in this movie. She vomits. Later. Chris Evans, whose son are you in this? Mine. <laughs> Mine's one Texan over there. Um. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Kristen Stewart's all. By the way, I'm in this. Uh... Our Brando. Okay. Uh, oh, we're reading this is. Uh-oh. Give all my possessions to Marta de Armas, I do, for her great needle-injecting skills, because... The family does spit takes while Marta runs off giggling uncertainly. Marta, listen. We've always been cool to you. <laughs> <laughs> Marta's car doesn't work. Chris Evans drives up. Marta, there's some sausage I'd like you to sample. Get in. She does as they drive off. The grandma stares at us. Later at House of Sausages. Marta, tell me all the flashback stuff. Since you might vomit, I put on this white sweater. Marta opens her mouth to vomit, but this time only because of the food. Meanwhile, in Thromby Mansion. Grandmother Thromby, I just want you to know that I loved your work with the machine gun in Goldfinger. And also as the uh, angry grandma in Ready or Not. John Hamm walks up. Mr. Craig, I just want to say how much I enjoyed my accent in Bad Times at the El Royale. <laughs> a flibble flobble bibble bobble and a plate of crisps. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at House of Sausage. Marta, it's still me, Chris Evans, sitting across from you. My God, someone left a blackmail note about a blood report at a lab. <laughs> Why does it say it's addressed to you? Uh... Look out, it's Daniel Craig and a bunch of cops. Let's run for it. <laughs> they drive around while cop cars explode, and a confused Daniel Craig flashes them his badge and makes a call-me-on-the-phone gesture. <laughs> Finally, they pull up in front of a burning building with a scorched plaque on it that says, Blood Report Place for Cops. <laughs> Murder Evidence Building. Damn, good work, Mata. Daniel Craig and the cops drive off. Marta, it's me again, Chris Evans, standing next to you. Maybe you should read the rest of that note. Okay, dear Marta, meet me in the dark room in this part. I have the blood report that proves you inspired Christopher Plummer to stab himself in the throat. Sign the character in this. Come on, let's go. Later in a room. You did this to me. You did. You. You. <laughs> Damn, what's her face has been murdered. I guess I should confess to the family at the mansion. Instead of going to the police. Or whatever. Chris Evans is all. 
Yes. Later in the mansion. <laughs> everyone I have decided to uh, first hand Mr. Craig's blood report and the envelopes that I didn't read. And now I'm going to say that I'm guilty of breaking into the house of Keanu Reeves, Miss Eli Ross. Objection. I just read this blood report. Chris Evans is a murderer. I knew it all along. This seemed the best way to announce it. You see, Marta, you read the wrong label because you're a great nurse. And Chris Evans knew which bottles you had in your purse and which ones did what and knew which labels would detach easily and look unsuspicious on other bottles and that you wouldn't notice labels missing from other bottles or missing bottles. <laughs> and, of course, What's-A-Name said you did it, clearly meaning Chris Evans, since he played Captain America. And you is the first letter of the United States of America. <laughs> Wait, I thought his name in this was Ransom. Why wouldn't she have just said Ransom did this? <laughs> Arta, that's a common phrase that could have been very easily misinterpreted and misconstrued. Chris Evans is all, by the way, it's me, Chris Evans. Death to Ingenues. He grabs a knife from the knife chair and tries to stab Marta with it so that he can go to jail for multiple homicide. But unfortunately, the knife's broken. That Wait. Work. Damn. Wait, I guess I could just still strangle her or snap her <laughs> fast. I mean, I'm still holding her. She's a hostage. No, Vago cops! <laughs> oh, Detective Craig, how long have you known the whole movie plot while the audience <laughs> waited for you to say all that? The moment I noticed all that blood on your sneaker. Three hours of screen time ago, I thought, well, she looks guilty. I'll let her ruin some videotapes and footprints. File <laughs> <laughs> the crimes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess I forgot to check my shoe. That's what makes you a great nurse. Meanwhile, Jamie Lee Curtis is all, Oh, yeah, I'm holding a blank piece of paper. Uh. She sets fire to it. What the? Dear Jamie Lee, Don Johnson cheating on you with Jason Robards and his clown makeup. From Boy and His Dog? What the? <laughs> Suddenly, they all look up and stare at Marta, because she's drinking coffee. <laughs> The end. Yay! Kelly Wine, all the pieces have fit together now. I understand. I'm Thank a you. jigsaw enthusiast, and therefore... I think a big part of it was the Ryan Gosling appearance. That's what really helped me a lot. knew to show up just when the coin was flipping. Uh, why was Gosling naked? Did you, did you ask him? Arnold told him it would kill. Ah, I see. Right. And Faye Dunaway told Arnold that, so... But don't tell Gosling. All right. He'll... He'll care too much. Well, I'm glad to have him back. Uh, okay, let me go first. My over and under. I, I'm afraid I didn't like this, and I think the deal is what? I, I'm probably not into whodunits. I think that might be what the issue uh, is here, and I'll, I'll talk about why in, in a minute. Uh, so my over and under are movies, because I'm not even sure this is a whodunit necessarily, and maybe – I don't know. We'll talk about that. But my over and under are movies where rich people are jerks, uh, and my over is a movie I did like, which this reminded me of a lot – where there's one good ingenue uh, trying to escape the machinations of a bunch of rich jerks. And so my over is ready or not. Uh, and my under, I'm trying to think of a movie, because I really didn't like this a lot. I'm trying to think of a movie I liked less. Uh, so I had to pick something I haven't seen, but I'm pretty sure is bad. Uh, and that's the movie Richie Rich, starring Macaulay Culkin and a bunch of TV actors. <coughs> there's my under. This? Pardon? Did you watch Richie Rich? Or is no, that no just... as I mentioned, I have not seen it, uh, but I can't okay. imagine – I imagine I would uh, I would prefer this movie because this movie had movie actors. Richie Rich has TV actors like uh, John Larroquette and that, the guy who plays uh, uh, Herman Munster. I don't Macaulay remember. Macaulay Culkin, though, and Cla Claudia Schiffer. She's not Macaulay Culkin is no, – yeah, Macaulay Culkin is my least favorite Culkin. There are, I can think of two I prefer. He's the Elle Fanning of the Culkins, too. No, I like Elle Fanning. She's just not the talented one. She's the pretty one. There are two Fannings. There's a talented one and a pretty one. You don't think Macaulay's pretty? Uh, Dingus, what is a movie that's better than Ready or uh, Ready or Not? What's a movie that's better than Knives Out and a movie that's not quite as good? And what'd you think? All right, a movie that's better than this is A Shot in the Dark. Um, <laughs> is that the I one actually... where Meryl Streep's baby is carried off by dingoes? Yes, it is. Maybe the dingo <laughs> took your panther. Which one is Shot in the Dark? Because this is going to get at me not knowing a lot of whodunits. Uh, that's the one where Jacques Cousteau investigates the murder of Mr. Benjamin 
Spelton or something. Oh, it's a Pink Panther movie. It's a Pink Panther movie. Yeah, I see. Okay, the that's one. why it's They rushed it out after the first one was a big hit. Okay. Uh, like, but I really, I really like Shot in the Dark. I have a, I have a soft spot for a lot of those movies uh, because I saw them with my dad, and he would just man. laugh his butt off. They're good. Uh, like when uh, I, I will never forget um, him doing the not my dad, but uh, um, Cousteau doing the Godfather bit where he's stuffing his cheeks with. Why are you calling balls. him Cousteau? Is that like a joke, or is that what people do to? Oh, sorry, Cluso. Sorry. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know if I was missing out on a, on a joke there. Okay, no, that's, that's dumb. And <laughs> under this, uh, I would put Murder by Death, which Kelly is constantly bringing up uh, movies that I'm going to choose for my over under, but that's fine. Um, I really, I really don't like Murder by Death. I, I think the, the whole blind butler, deaf and mute cook, and Truman. Alec Guinness. Truman Capote having that much to do is just too much. Um, I, <laughs> I, and to say nothing of uh, of Clouseau running around being a, a. Wait, Murder by Death is a that's an Agatha Christie thing. It's a Pink Panther. It's a parody of Agatha Christie. Oh, yeah, it is. Parody. Oh, yeah, it's a Neil Simon parody. Yeah. Ooh, God, that sounds wretched. Yeah. Okay, okay. It is. It is. It is wretched, actually. Peter Sellers uh, plays a Chinese man in it. Oh, and, that's what you mentioned before. Okay. And it's basically uh, unwatchable to me. Um, but I, I actually quite liked this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Kelly. Uh, I am a fan of Murder by Death, and I think it may be an over. But there, I think I liked this more than Tom did. But for my over-under, I went with plot twist movies about class warfare, will readings, and weird families. And I saw a Korean movie called Parasite on the plane in Germany and back. And it was my it's my over for this. It mm-hmm. falls into the same category. And my under is nothing but trouble with Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. Ugh. Yeah, I know. But uh, you know, it's um, it's it it is what it is, Tom. <laughs> that I agree with Kelly Wanda. You have I take no issue with that statement. Uh, so I, here I, I saw it at the ArcLight, which is a chain of theaters here in Los Angeles uh, that I love going to. And, and a lot of times, what they will do, ArcLight will have their own. Um, little press junket sessions, and they'll put it at the end of a screening and call it ArcLight Stories. But really, it's just their their press guy sitting down and doing the same press junket interviews that everybody else does. And I normally don't see those, but when I see a movie, it's always fun to see immediately afterwards a press junket. It's like it's like going to a movie and then watching the trailer afterwards to see, okay, how did they market this? So for the press junket, they only got uh, Ryan Johnson. They didn't get any of the actors in there. Uh, and Ryan Johnson... Uh, explains that uh, and I I wish I could remember more precisely why this came up but he explains that Hitchcock didn't like whodunits because a whodunit is just a structural support system for a single scene where the plot is unpacked for you and Hitchcock was like no that's so Hitchcock didn't like that and apparently none of his movies are whodunits I don't know if that's true or not but to hear Ryan Johnson explain it that is the case. He didn't do whodunits. He didn't like them. And so therefore, Ryan Johnson explained, he didn't want this to be a whodunit. He wanted to introduce suspense because that was what Hitchcock was all about. But to my mind, he it, he it articulated precisely why I don't like this movie and I think why I don't like whodunits is they feel like a gimmick for an aha sequence. And I, 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 that's just not really my bag, uh, I think. And that, that's kind of what I felt. You. And that's kind of what I felt this was. And if you're into that sort of thing, I can imagine you liking this. So, I'm not, but go. then it's a novelty to me, and so I wind up okay. kind of liking the few that I sample. Like I read one Agatha Christie every ten years, and it feels like enough. But um, well, but, Tom, you had originally said that you didn't necessarily think it was a whodunit. Um, right. And Justin and Dee Heard agrees with you. He says uh, it's not a whodunit, but a can I get away with it movie. Yeah. And and the weird thing here is in a whodunit, I think you're supposed to look suspiciously at the characters, and you're supposed to be guessing who it is. And this movie doesn't give you that – like, this movie doesn't do that. Like, it's a weird decision to explain what happened so early on and to then show us a movie about someone trying to cover that up, as Justin right. D. Heard puts it. Can I get away with it? But still, the structure, the style, the cast, entirely the stuff of whodunits, I thought. 
It's um, which is like a big old Hollywood kind of thing, like a big ensemble yeah. of fucking yeah. amorous types. Which, which I, I don't. Can you shed any light on this? Because Justin goes on to say that it reminds him of the dichotomy in a game called Indigo Prophecy. I actually don't know that game, but I know, uh, right. uh, yeah, I I know of it, uh, and I know some of the developers' other stuff. Uh, okay. But but I think what he might be talking about is actually I'm not sure what he's talking about, so I shouldn't. All right, really never mind then. Um, but so, I and the thing is, I I like this cast a lot. I just would have rather watched them do something else. I think. Writing issue, maybe. Well, is this so? Is it as a as as you you guys obviously don't mind who done it? So what did you think of the writing here? Here, let me. Well, yeah. What did you think of the writing? Not here? eccentric enough. Okay. They're all kind of tropes and archetypes that are kind of obvious and not as uh, not as exciting as even Murder by Death's goofy archetypes. So, Dingus, did you, you and I are the, the big actor watchers. Uh, what did you think of, of this cast and the writing they were given? Um, I actually quite liked the cast. I mean, in particular, and this is something Chris Markinson says, that um, the chemistry between uh, Anna de Armas and Christopher Blummer was just fantastic. And he would watch the two of them do just about anything i don't know if it's just me or if it's a sign of the times but it was fantastic and it was astonishing to me how it avoided being creepy in any way like it was just really endearing seeing the two of them together and laughing not really flirting yeah i liked that a lot and boy that could have easily been creepy but it wasn't yeah they were playful without being creepy yeah and i really really liked that um so i i loved her I loved him. I thought he was just great, but hes it's really hard to get him wrong. Um, and also, I think, too, Dingus, he is an actor who I look at him like he's firmly got a foot in this style of filmmaking. Like Christopher yeah. Plummer seems like he's a direct link to the classic whodunits. Yeah, exactly. Whereas everybody else felt like they were kind of ape doing this modern aping of a whodunit. So scenes uh, without Christopher Plummer – didn't work for me nearly as well. But while Christopher Plummer was there as an author of mysteries and whodunits, like that felt right. That felt just perfect. Yeah. yeah then he's he, a victim of the plot and he has to believe it. Yeah. He does just naturally slide into it as, as it were. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't that crazy about Daniel Craig, but other people were, I mean, John Renninger, for instance, says Daniel Craig went on too long, but he says that's probably a writing issue rather than him. And um, and I went to see it with my son, and and he was just like, "Where? What country is he from? What is he doing?" <laughs> I liked um, him. Uh, I I thought he was fine, um, but he doesn't get a lot of good lines. Uh, I mean, a lot of our writer inners thought that the cast was just having a great time and having a blast while they were doing it. Um, like Soren said that the, the performances were great and it looks like they're having a blast and that's usually not a good sign when it looks like the cast <laughs> is having fun in general. It's idiomatic right. or not idiomatic, but it's, it's, uh, it's known that if the cast is having a good time, they're probably going to produce a bad movie. Yeah. They're um, relaxed. Well, it's just that they're goofing around instead of really paying attention to what their intentions are i liked that she threw up like i liked that as a whodunit like that's her part of her character i think that's a kind of that's like a asimov's law of robots kind of thing like, see oh, that's part of where i broke up with the movie because that was uh, so what? contrived that was so that's contrived super, of course but it's i've never heard that before well they they made the i mean it's ryan johnson coming up with something for the movie like it's it's it just felt like, it, it, yeah, it just knew about it. Everybody knew about it, could exploit it. That was funny. Well, how they find out? It we, just, we, uh, Brian said the same thing, Tom. That he thought that was unnecessary because it reminded him, oh. basically, of uh, the, this troll cannot lie, this troll cannot tell the truth. Right. And he just thought it was unnecessary. Well, it, it's that, and it's a, it's a sort of a, because it's not it, like it, it's a body fluids humor reference that I. True. What is that? What is that doing in a classical whodunit environment? It just felt no. weird and out of place. Uh, well, the, he gets vomited on, so that's pale. Well, oh my, and exactly Ugh. right. Oh, that's come up and so let's vomit on the villain. And it's and it's Anna de Armas vomiting, which is still cute. Eh, I know. Yeah, she's she's the person in the movie I least wanted to see vomit Kelly Wand. Maybe you're right about that, but um, <laughs> I still like it as a 
as a ridiculous contrivance. I think it's it's bold and stupid. I, I would agree with all of that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It feels it feels like an Eli Roth, like something Eli Roth would have done. Well, I liked it in the as far as the payoff is concerned because I thought when she gets the call from the doctor that 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 was the call she was getting. And then um, when she throws up, my son's like, she didn't lie. And I went, yeah, she did. Right. She tricks herself, doesn't she? What do you mean? When does no. she not throw up? Isn't no, she piece? does throw up. I mean, that's, I mean, she throws up there at the end when she lies about the call that, uh, what's her name, is still alive. Oh, yeah, but she has to hold it in. <laughs> Do you guys know who that actress is? I love her. They didn't do much with her, though. Does either of you know uh, Vice Principals, the Danny McBride? Yeah, yeah, Jody yeah. Hilsey? I did. Re- I recognized her. She is so good in Vice uh, Principals. I wish they'd given her more here, but Edie Patterson is freaking hilarious. I love yeah. that woman. You yeah. know, I recognized her, but I didn't recognize any of her credits, and I loved her. Well, good, re- good. I'm glad she stood out for you. They just give her I, so much yeah. to do in Vice Principals. Like yeah. she's, the, oh. she's, yeah, she's amazing in that. Go ahead, Dinga. So, what were you gonna say about her? I just, I just love the gag at the beginning where. You're expecting her to drop the coffee in. Yes. Does. Yeah, I would put that on uh, like a list of unfaked physical gestures. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was great. Yeah, she's fumbling. Uh, yeah. Who? Everybody just in a movie just stands stock still and lets the thing fall out of their hands. But she's yeah. like conscientious yeah. enough, like, oh, I don't want to drop this. That was just a great bit of physical comedy. Yeah. Because she knows she... she's going to have to clean it up. Yes, yes, Dingus. Right. So occasionally it was getting me, and I was kind of liking it. Like it was making just enough effort. I might have been tricked. I might have been right. Well, here's here's part of my issue, Kelly uh-huh. Wand. Um, I, I like all of these actors, and I'm happy to see them try to do comedies. Uh, I've just so recently – Don Johnson, Tony Collette, uh, Michael Shan- – well, so uh, uh, Tony Collette, of course, in Hereditary, uh, Don Johnson in, in Watchmen, uh, Michael Shannon in a series called Little Drummer Girl with Florence Pugh. They've, they've just been doing such like – powerful work that I've connected with in, in very just strong emotional ways whereas here it's like Dinga said I'm just sort of watching them goof around and I, I kind of like no I don't you guys are better than this you can be doing cool uh, significant emotionally resonant no, stuff Ocean's Eleven and I shouldn't – exactly, exactly, Kalywan. It's it's exactly like Ocean's Eleven and I shouldn't resent actors just goofing off and just sort of so I, I once did a play that I thought was terrible. It was a dumb comedy. The guy who wrote it, it was just in a little tiny like theater in, in, uh, in, in Northridge, and nobody came and saw it. it was, and it was terrible, and I, I had a friend of mine come and see it. And then afterwards, and I, I told her, look, this isn't any good, but you know, thanks for coming out. And I just thought it was stupid and a waste of my time, but I would like doing theater. And afterwards, uh, coming out of the play, everybody says something polite to you. Coming out of the place, she looked at me, and she very sternly said, and this is really cool, she says, you never do that again. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, you never, you know, you never have so much disdain for something that you're doing while you're doing it. I mean, you, she, she chastised me, and I thought that was great. Um, so I just kind of realized, don't, some material is beneath, I don't know, I, I don't mean to be too hard on the material here, but I didn't want these actors just goofing around. Uh, I just like them too much, most of them. Right, right. So, you thought they disdained the material? or they Not that just... they disdained the material, just that I knew that they were capable of doing so much better, and it just reminded me of once being told that I was wasting my time doing something that I didn't, that my heart wasn't in. Uh, and I don't know that anyone's – like Anna de Aramis, by the way. Yeah. Anna de Aramis, like she is – I think she's the real deal. She's going to be a, a – she's I've got a great career ahead of her, and she Fun was having movie. the time of her life in this, and she was super invested in it, and she was great. But everyone else, it just felt like they were just showing up for whatever couple of weeks it took to shoot this between other projects. And I, I again, I shouldn't begrudge them that, but that was just the sensation I got watching them all. I still think it was writing because they all get set up, and then they're out of the movie like kind of quick, and it's just – well, it is. It's like, like you're saying too, Kelly. One is they're all tropes. Like Don Johnson is a Trump supporter. Har har har. Tony Collette, she's playing a joke character of no consequence. Michael Shannon, just having him like yell and be weird. I, I mean, it's they're all too similar. Like there's not enough yeah. variety. They're they're di- exactly they're just different flavors of of just they're jerk all rich, people. rich people. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like. Well, that's interesting you say that because Sam Vidovich says that, uh, and he he's. <laughs> 
in Tom's camp. He's not the biggest fan of this thing. Um, but he says that the most annoying thing to him was that he sees the subtext as self-loathing white liberalism. Uh, I would buy that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's uh, it gets into a lot of things lately. Which I do, by the way, I also don't need in a whodunit. No, like, I don't I, either. I don't, I don't need Trump commentary in my whodunit. I mean, I'm happy I, to have it in 90% of the entertainment I consume because I think it's hugely relevant. But in a whodunit, really? Really, Ryan Johnson? Ready or right. not was as class warfare as I want to get. Like, it should be that exciting. Wow, well, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, it's like escapist class warfare. You know, it's not trying to be something like The Purge. It's not trying to have a message to it. Yeah. Uh, it's just sort of escapist, hey, let's have the rich try to eat the, the poor. Um, it just happens to be tolerable. <laughs> but well, but I, I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like Ryan Johnson is kind of self – like he thought he was – well, I don't know. I shouldn't read too much into that scene. But the whole thing with bringing – having an – like playing on her being an immigrant uh, and then Trump uh, – I don't know. Uh, I think it, it felt weird. It's Yeah. Out. Well, I think it's deliberate, and I think he, you're supposed to see that as like she, she's, she wins at the end. Like I think he's just setting up her, her struggle. <laughs> But that's yeah. a weird comment to, to you know be. I know what you're saying. It's yeah. kind of annoying, and it's kind of predictable and easy. Too. Right. It's facile. Exactly. Right. She, and and even actress. the even the way the final shot is like that's just facile. Like, okay, they're all out on the driveway. She's got the my house, my coffee, my rules mug. Plus, who done it should be kind of harsh and cold and like forbidding and. Like, that's another trait of them. They're not warm and like, oh, look, it all worked out. I'm very glad you mentioned that, Kelly, because from the title, I was expecting that people were going to start dying, and nobody dies in this. No. Like, it's, it's obviously not a Ten Little Indians thing, but I thought it was going to get mean-spirited at some point, and it doesn't. No, there's nothing personal about it. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, the most mean-spirited topic. it gets is uh, Chris Evans telling people to eat shit. Like, that's the cruelest <laughs> that the movie gets. Uh, well, it also gets cruel when Walt, uh, Michael Shannon, threatens her mom. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, true, true. But, the, you know, compared to murder by <laughs> But, and I will say, Dingus, yeah. the threatening, it's even kind of a polite, if feet, like, ineffectual threatening. <laughs> because well, of the way yeah. it doesn't work. She just turns it around. And it's like, okay, if all these resources you're going to use to help me, well, they're mine already. So In the original uh, Agatha Christie 10 Little Indians right. – uh, Nobody survives. That's the original right. ending. Right. They better water it down. Oh, they, oh, oh, because... Ten little Indians. Yeah. I guess I remembered everybody, but I guess the one person survives. And then, of course, the person who's dead survives. In the movie, it's a guy and a girl, like the attractive couple survives. I actually don't know the movie, but I do remember reading the book because it's the judge who's murdered who's the killer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. But they none, no one makes it out. So it's kind of dark. Good. But even and, in even in like the Hercule Poirot shit, like uh-huh. you never care who did it, and there's no like everyone acts sort of guilty, and then there's no real way to guess it too. Well, that's the thing. Like, is that part of a good whodunit? Is you're supposed to be able to guess it, or but all the characters are different, distinctive, and they're different from each other. And in this, they're not. I, I will say Ryan Johnson seemed casting. mightily pleased with himself in the interview for – he thought it was subversive to make the guy who's the biggest jerk be the killer. Like he kind of thought, yeah, I'm really going to mix it up and make the guy who you like the least be the no, killer. No, he made the handsome guy the killer, the the love interest in theory because she doesn't have a love interest other than Chris Evans. And they're not right. Well, even there. that, yeah, I would – but he also made the person who's in the movie the most the killer. So that's also not shocking. Wait, so the person who's in – Chris Evans is in the movie most? Of all the other family members. Of all the siblings. I guess you're right. Sons. Well, he has There's the most the kid, scenes – He has the most scenes where he's not – all the time? Yeah. But I think he has the most scenes where he's not with other people, that he's not sharing with other – with a whole bunch – with a room full of other people, where it's just him and her. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. There's plot holes too, and that annoys me. Like in an Agatha Christie thing, mm-hmm. I don't expect plot holes. Like the whole point is like if it's all structure, it should it should be airtight. But in this, there's a lot of shit that Chris Evans shouldn't have been able to do. So you mentioned the go board, and I didn't. I just probably didn't think the about car, it this much. Yeah. But I guess you're. You, go ahead. So yeah, yeah. Like what? 
the her go car board... breaks down. Is that did he break her car down when he shows up with his car? Oh, so that she can drive. Away. Yeah, right. And what's the deal with the go table? Like if she hadn't, if he, right. if Christopher Plummer hadn't knocked over the go table. Yeah, Chris Evans didn't cause that. But he did switch the label. So it wasn't Before the Before the Go game? He didn't switch the labels. He switched the medicine. Right, 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 right. But so even she would mix them up when they fell well, over. Well, that's the thing, is if he hadn't if Christopher Plummer hadn't knocked over the Go table, the plan would have gone according to what Chris Evans wanted to happen. But because the Go table got knocked over and she thought she mixed up the drugs, Chris Evans' plan didn't go correctly, right? And I don't think that's convincing proof she's a good nurse because she didn't notice a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, oh, she's such a great nurse. She knew she was using the wrong bottle. Wouldn't she have gone, wait, but the label's different. Well, I love that little detail, actually. I mean, Brian agrees with <laughs> you guys that uh, that the critics were impressed by the solution, but he, I think he knows a little bit more about some of what's going on there from – Maybe what he does for work or whatever, and he said wow. that he wasn't that impressed by the solution. The, how, it wasn't that surprising. Chris Evans has to know all of it. Uh, and how did she get blood on her shoe when she only sees him slit his throat from across the room? Is the idea that like, because I, well, there's no, our, the, we see the blood. Arterial spray. No, but we don't. We see the blood very politely, carefully pooling underneath yeah, PG-13-ly. him. Thirteenly. Yeah, exactly. There's no spray across the room. I mean, you're right. There's Dingus, the rating. They, fucking up. Giving you a new plot hole. But Dingus is right. They do mention that, but there's no visual indicator that a piece of blood from across the room would have hit her on the shoe. Which, is, by the way, made me think, oh, we're going to find out more, that she went over near the body. Like, that oh. that was a fake-out to me when I when it, it brought our attention to the blood on the shoe, and she'd only been across the room. And also, just because I'm, tr- I'm expecting some kind of twist, I was sure at some point she was going to end up, like, being a, a femme fatale or the villain yeah, or something. Yeah, I thought that, too. Yeah. Yeah, me, too. And it didn't happen, and that's fine. Also, it, that's kind of what I expected, yeah. Her shoes, she was looking down at them and along with the camera when she saw the footprints. So she's looking at her shoes going, oh, wait, my footprints, my shoe prints, the same as in the mud. Wouldn't that have been where she sees the blood on the shoe if she's already looking at her shoe? Just like a it's tiny dot, Kelly point. One. She might – maybe she's got astigmatism uh, or something where she can't see a little red dot from Maybe it's distance. from the vomit. Exactly, right. <laughs> uh. Maybe it's from her fall off the trellis. I guess she didn't fall though. That and the dog. What was with the baseball? I know. Dingus, help us out with that. You're the jock here. Yeah. Well, it was obviously. I mean, I, I thought that it wasn't a clue that Jamie Lee Curtis was going to find out that this baseball is worth more than his entire fortune, um, and the dog's been running around with it. That wouldn't uh, surprise me. That sounds like something could have happened. That it just turns out to be a, a ball. What's funny is that. When he when Don Johnson throws the ball out the window, you expect the shattering, and it just goes thunk thunk. It hits the ground. <laughs> well, the window's open, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I like that too. Actually. Didn't uh, wasn't there a wasn't there a baseball involved in another Don Johnson movie called Dragged Across Concrete? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, because the guy yeah, was going to leave his that. apartment with and his girlfriend, but he he made a point to bring this like rare baseball. Am I is that Dragged Across <laughs> Concrete? Is that what I'm thinking of? Maybe he not. shits a baseball in Point Blank, too. Mm, I don't remember that part. Oh, and right. Boy and his dog, he throws a baseball to a different dog. <laughs> I think you're making this up. <laughs> baseball grenade. What? Uh. They should remake that with Anna Darmus. Uh, I think the time for A Boy and His Dog has come and gone, Kelly Wand. That's when they're going to close the books on it. A, a post-apocalypse where a dog helps someone sniff out like ladies to rape. That's not really... That's, that's that was 80s World War material. Six, We'd come all the way back. So that was three World Wars from now. Four World Wars. Yeah, I just don't think you can make that movie these days. That's that's a movie from the days of of Jan Michael Vincent Kelly Wand. Let's leave it there. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I don't like Hollywoody movies now. Like, like Knives Off. It instantly makes my hackles raise. Knives Off. Wait, Knives you're off. <laughs> no, noises out. Noises out. Old I mean, country for no bed. 
I, I'm frankly surprised it has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's really high. I, yeah, exactly. I would have thought like more highfalutin people, like snooty people like me, would have turned their noses up at it. But that's inc- incredible. That's higher than Fury Road. Uncool. Uh, uncool, critics. Very uncool. So, like, Chris Markinson uh, liked it a lot, but he said he never laughed once. Um, uh, did anybody laugh in your theater? Oh, I laughed once. There was one thing. I don't remember what it was. Uh, and I, when I saw it, it was uh, I did a double feature, so I saw it like right early in the afternoon, um, with and, and it was pretty empty. Uh, with. with another terrible movie, Todd Haynes' latest movie is awful, and I was really sad oh. about that. So oh. Todd Haynes did uh, Far From Heaven, and he did uh, I think it's called Carol with Kate Blanchett. He did Safe with Julianne Moore. So he's been doing these really cool movies with strong female protagonists, and now he does some boring, uh, sanctimonious. Uh, corporations are evil movie called Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Oh, it was just ponderous and long. It's longer than uh, Knives uh, Knives Out. Um, so at any rate, no, I did not get any laughs because my theater was mostly empty. And I'm trying oh. to think, what did I laugh at? What about you guys? Did the theater laugh? Not really. I did, but nobody else did. It was a dumb crowd. I'm in Orange County. A bunch of fucking idiots mm. live here. No offense if you are a listener who lives in Orange County. I just, probably weren't there. I just enjoyed how much fun they were having. I mean, I understand uh, uh, why Soren says that. Um, and he actually liked it a lot. And he could he could deal with a, uh, a uh, Benoit Blanc movie every couple of years. Um, I can't deal with that. Um, but I liked it because they were having so much fun together. Um and I and I like everybody who's in it. I really like Noah Segan. Yeah, um, yeah. He was. It was great to see him just unfettered comic relief. I did like him yeah, doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had forgotten that he was in Brick. Yeah, uh, he's great in Brick. Yeah, and um, also in Looper, by the way. Uh, which just who is near... he? Looper is he the guy that gets like time eaten? I think so. I think his name is Blue. That's Paul Dano. Oh, it is Paul Dano. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I can't remember. It but was ass kicked. I just remember him from from Brick, <laughs> you know, being just so ragged out looking. And here he's just this fan, and I really liked that about him. And I liked Lakeith Stanfield. I mean, I liked seeing him in just about anything. Yeah. Uh, you did so, see Sorry to Bother You, right, Dingus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Okay. And uh, Markinson says the same thing. I mean, he really liked him in Sorry to Bother You. Um, I mean. I, I just love that guy. I'll watch him do anything. Uh, and I thought it was funny that, you know, that Daniel Craig's back there playing one note. And finally, I think it's Tony Collette who who says, OK, who's that guy? And then Don Johnson says, who the fuck is that? Um, I like that. I like that somebody finally says something about who who is that back there? Uh, I thought that was funny. Oh, well, you know, that that does remind me that that's the one thing I laughed at. It was someone reacting to Daniel Craig, and it's when uh, – no, shoot. I'm not going to remember the <laughs> Daniel, – Daniel Craig sa- says – it's Tony Collette responding to Daniel Craig, something along the lines of, uh, no, you won't tell me or no, we can't leave. Like he <laughs> – she, she asks two uh, questions, and he says no, and then goes on, and she interrupts him. And I don't even remember now why it was funny, but I remember that was being one thing that I laughed at, and I'd long since lost patience with the movie. So, I liked it when Jamie Lee Curtis, they go, we saw for your loss, and she's all, thanks, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a good line. She See, says a couple the, funny things. Those were parts before I knew that I was going to have to sit through a long, dull movie. <laughs> Like I, I was. I didn't I was, even think realize it was a who who done it for a long time. Like I go, well, it's not a who done it. It's like what's his name said. Yeah, like, come on, with a title like Knives Out, though. I thought I mean, it was going to be more ready or not. I thought it was going to go. Oh crazy. right, right. I thought it was just going to explode, and it doesn't doesn't really explode ever. It's kind of like the kids in Ready or Not. <laughs> ready or not, it, it explodes off screen. It's a great over. It's a great over for this fucking movie. But Parasite, I hope you see it because it really – this is like the Hollywood bullshit version of Parasite. Okay. Okay. Spoiler alert. All right. Um, Do you like Chekhov's uh, uh, prop knife? Oh, man. That's the thing is the moment he grabbed the knife, I was like, well, that's the payoff now for the prop knife line. Yeah. Yeah. Telegraphed. Well, not just telegraphed. I'm okay with telegraphed, but for Ryan Johnson to draw it out in slow motion, like the moment he grabs the knife, we haven't. He's gonna die. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't I, I think that's Ryan Johnson's idea of and it's what he mentioned suspense. in his little press junket of suspense. And n- no, it's not suspense. I mean, it's a it's a payoff and get to it. I mean, everybody knows, I think. Um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But Vertigo's kind of a who done it, so maybe. Mm, really? A little bit. Uh, Jimmy Stewart's like so weird throughout though. Like what Oh, no, no, wait. I'm thinking of – what's the one where he makes her dye her hair and they go to the Redwood Forest? That's Vertigo. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. North oh, by wait. Northwest. No, oh, it's no. not, I guess. That's, they oh, go, that's, that's where that's they go to the Redwoods. No, they yeah. go to the Redwoods in North by Northwest. Right? No, I like Vertigo a lot, yeah. North by yeah. Northwest is definitely not a whodunit, though. Vertigo's, that's, yeah, Vertigo's not a whodunit. That, that's, that actually yeah, surprised is. me, though. Well, uh, I just well, I was going to say because that surprised me when Ryan Johnson said that Hitchcock has never done a whodunit, and I don't think it's Vertigo's... a mystery and it's a friend who's fucking him over and a lady who's fucking him over. But That's not a whodunit though. It's about this weird, twisted guy, uh, basically a, a, appropriating this and abusing this poor woman, right? Well, isn't no, psycho? There's murder. Psycho? Isn't psycho whodunit? No. It's uh, a who's oh. going to do it. Well, same? see, I guess it depends on who done. It. I mean, I guess it depends on how narrowly you define it. So Friday the Thirteenth is a who done it. No, it's not. And yeah, the first one is, and you go, oh my god, it's the mom. Fuck. Yeah. And Kelly, want no? I think and slasher scream movies. Is, screams I, a who done it. Screams a who done it. Maybe scream. I would believe. Scream. I would believe. I would. Isn't I would this buy a that. fun game? <laughs> <laughs> is Alien a who done it, Kelly Wand? Yeah. <laughs> For other aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Predator's not who done it. I didn't solve the case instantly. I used blood as evidence to trick the killer, and then I scream, and then he laughs at my scream. Wow. It's caught even. Wow, what? I, I really think, though, I'm not qualified to address what is and isn't who done it. I don't have strong enough feelings. Oh, uh, you love Mr. Labels. Come on. Well, not about who done it. I mean, I, I will Dunnit. gladly see. What do you any... think of the word who done it? Um, As a writer, what do you think would you want when you look at it? Oh, uh, you know what? If I were writing who done it, I would think this is a terrible term for my genre. Give Why me something better. Why is it called done it? <laughs> yeah. Who done it? Oh my God, who you're right. Yeah. It's so racist. Why not just call it a who did it? Right, exactly. Yeah, who did it? Who done it? <laughs> Kelly, one, I'm not gonna be able to. Who done it? I'm not gonna be able to hear that term the same way now. Wow. Is that something cops said back in the day? All right. <laughs> Who done it? Which one of you done it? <laughs> Who's copping to this? And then did uh-huh. someone ever answer to it? Like, oh, that's the phrase you say when you get one a confession. <laughs> Who done it? Oh, fuck. Okay, it was me. Shit. Busted. I done it. I done it. Fuck. Tricks me. All right. So, Dingus, how many how many folks saw this? How many folks wrote into the podcast about this? Uh, so John Renninger saw it and he liked it. Um, a couple of people thought it was an interesting choice for Chris Evans after choosing Captain America to do this. I, I will say, Dingus, I was surprised that not once, not even once in the synopsis was he referred to as Captain America. I'm surprised yeah, at that. That is impressive. Yeah, yeah he was. That was Hugh did it because Captain America is USA. <laughs> oh, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. All right. And uh, Sa- Sam Vidovich, of course, I said he's not the biggest fan, but he uh, he thought Chris Evans was fun and it reminded him of uh, Chris Evans in not another teen movie, which I look, have not. Yeah. Okay, look, Sam Vidovich, seriously, Kelly Wan turned me on to this movie without ever having seen it. Watch London. It's him and uh, yeah. uh, Jason Statham doing coke in a bathroom for 90 minutes. It's hilarious. I swear Just to God. Just Cabeel. And Jessica Biel, yeah, but she's like she's like the MacGuffin of the movie. It's all about him, all coked up with Jason Statham. So there, there you go. London, check it out. MacGuffin. Has Kelly even finished watching that movie? Yeah, Kelly, you don't even know what happens at the end. They might all. You don't even know who done it in London. (laughs) Who done it? So Brian doesn't expect us to like it, but he's a big fan of Ryan Johnson and Agatha Christie. Poirot, is it Poirot? Poirot, Poirot. yeah, and he's not French, Dingus, he's Belgian, don't forget. Just like Freedom Fries. So he made fries, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Soren saw it, he had a great time. Uh, He talks about a swerve at the half-hour mark that he thought was inspired. Do you know what he's talking about? I guess probably revealing that it was Anna de Aramis. 
Oh, like okay. probably the fact that there is no mystery about his death, that we then see everything that happened. I'm guessing that's what he means, because that is that is it's, it's an, interesting. It's, it's a notable choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Chris, Chris Markinson saw it, and he he wants to notably thank us, uh, especially the two of us, you and me, Tom, uh, for getting him to go to movies, basically knowing nothing going in. See, Kelly Wan. He didn't know that was Anna de Armas. Oh, yeah, yeah. God. I didn't either. Like I, I and I even what? talked to Markinson for the first couple scenes. I was like, "Who is that?" I mean, I'm used Look to her. Look at her eyes. Look at her eyes. No, no, no. I died, and the, she's got the little dimple too. No, she's she's uh-huh. freaking adorable. But seriously, for the first couple scenes, I was like, "Who is that?" And eventually, it clicked. Yeah. She's well, he he says he's not a big fan. He's not as big a fan of Blade Runner as we are, but he just loves her. Yeah. Um, and he. You was guys hoping... know where she's from, by the way? No. Cuba. Paraguay. Exactly. Yep. And then uh, Justin D. Hurd uh, saw it, and um, he's a huge Ryan Johnson fan. In fact, he lists his top five, and I'll just put them in the thread. He lists his – he's surprised, number one, that Ryan Johnson has only done five movies, and his number one is a movie he knows we don't like called Brothers Bloom. Yeah, I don't – I mean I I love Rachel Weisz. She's awesome in that, but here's the thing is I don't – I mean, I don't, I don't want to judge anybody's choices, but I don't think he's done anything good since Brick. Um, and I know, oh. like, I, I, like, for, at least for me, I haven't liked anything he's done since Brick, and well, I adore I, Brick, of course. I really liked Looper. I right, right. Yep. Yeah. I like the, how Looper starts. But and uh, and Justin also endearingly says that his son's middle name is Ransom. Aw, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> That is kind of a cool name, Justin. I, like if I if I, my father had given me that as a middle name, I would be eternally grateful. So, good parenting. Uh, Dingus, what did so when you and Kiernan were leaving to see the movie, I did I didn't want to say this, but I was thinking in my head, oh poor Kiernan. Like did did he like having him sit still for two hours and watching this? Old enough for Anna Darmus. <laughs> uh, he he did not like it. Uh, he just thought it was poorly put together. Um, he didn't get what the hell uh, um, uh, done it. Daniel Craig was doing. Yeah. Um, Jared, I'm a, doing this accent to impress you. He had a good time watching it with me, and he was okay. a little, he's usually a little shy about uh, saying he doesn't like something that he knows that I kind of liked. But I'm like, you're welcome to not like things. That's fine with me. It's more yeah. interesting if I talk about it. But he's like, yeah, I just didn't think it was that well put together, to be honest. So, Dingus, I almost, but I knew this would have tipped my hand as you guys were leaving, and I also knew that you were taking him somewhere afterwards, but I almost said, you know, Dingus, if he wants to just stay here while you go to the movie, it's cool with me. Like, I was, I almost tried to get him out of having to see it, uh, but <laughs> I thought that would have given him a little too much information to you, so. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, there we go. Another feather in Ryan Johnson's hat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what are we seeing next week? What are we seeing? Uh, I wrote this too. Oh no no no! Oh, oh, okay right. Okay next Cats. week we're gonna do and this is all me. If this sucks, it's on me. I will take full responsibility for this. There's a remake of, I guess the original Black Christmas is like I don't know seventy four or something. There's a remake of Black Christmas, or probably a reboot. Actually, I'm guessing it has almost nothing to do with the original, uh, which you would think is just a crappy holiday-themed horror movie. And it may very well be that. But what's notable about Black Christmas, and why we're doing a podcast on it next week, is the director is a woman named Sophie Takal, I believe, T-A-K-L. And she has done uh, an amazingly subversive... um, She's just done a great horror movie called Always Shine. So we're going to talk about Black Christmas next week, and hopefully these guys will have also seen Always Shine, so we can talk about that in connection. Uh, Dingus, what if the listeners see Black Christmas? How can they join us? Uh, they can join us by writing into 3x3 at quarter to three dot com uh, by next Sunday at 11 p.m., Pacific Standard Time. That'll be December 15th. And also, just be given some thought to some of your favorite reunions in movies. 
which is just, you know, after after characters have been away from each other, a uh, notable reconnection between the two of them. Uh, what are some of those instances in movies that are your favorites? Give that some thought. Maybe if you think of a, th- a few, we'll be reminding you the next couple of weeks. Send, send those to 3x3 at quarter2three.com as well, and we'll do that at the end of the month. Uh, so join us for Black Christmas next week. I'm Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian Murkowski. It's Christian Murkowski. And Kelly Wand. Fuck you, chick. Who done its rule? Spanish, your name means of Aramis. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Oragai 6? Is that a question, Yes, sir? Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Hey, Dingus, whenever I tell the truth, I shit my pants for ten minutes. Oh, no. You had a long day. You want to do some drugs? Uh, hmm. I don't know how else to answer that.